right, let's get down to business. So we actually have uh, one of my, uh, probably my favorite uh, backyard winery place to drink um, in all of, I'll say maybe Florida. Uh, at least Central Florida, you have yeah. it hands down. So we got Grape in the Grain. Welcome, guys. Yes, thank you. We're happy to be here. So uh, before we even get started, uh, I know we've already drank some wine, but introduce yourselves. Okay. Each individual. We got three of them out here, so we have all three. <laughs> I am Christian. Uh, I am the operating partner here. I'm My Alexi wife. Fonseca. I'm one of the owners. I'm Maritza Sparrow, one of the other owners. <laughs> and look at that. We have the whole squad and here. My and, sister. We're, and we're all family. So <laughs> yes, Christian and I are family. married. She's the sister, sister-in-law. You know what's funny is we were just talking about House on Lang, and I didn't know that that was Chrissy's mother-in-law yeah. until during the episode. I know. I don't know if you, I'm yeah. sure you can hear the difference. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny because I always thought they were mother-daughter, too, because they would come here, and, like, you know, I got to know them. I thought they were mother and daughter, and it's actually daughter-in-law. And I was like, what happens to this? Well, I don't want to say any bad things. I'm like, hey, you know, a lot could happen. What happens to the business? Well, worst case. You need a really good operating agreement. Yeah. yeah. That's why I, I was yeah. going to dig in. Like, how did, how did this whole setup worked with all working together. Yeah. So kind of just collided. Um, yeah, I think so. Christian and I have been together for 23 years. So That's since high school. All. So not long at all. But luckily, she's my best friend also. Uh -huh. So like, no matter what, I mean, obviously any relationship could, you know, go through some hard times. But we've been together so long that we're family no matter what. And we have, um, we definitely like each defined our roles so that we don't fight and have a reason to fight when it comes to business. Like he's in his role and I'm in mine and I stay out of his way and he stays out of mine and vice versa. She's handles her business and I don't tap into what she's doing. So I think we've most really, yeah, most of the time, <laughs> every, always those little every now and then we try to chime in on something operations and he's like, let me handle it. You know right. what I mean? Nope. But, stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, having obviously been family for 20 plus years, like we know how to handle it very well. Um, the three of us and their the brother and sister. The three of us are so. also best friends. So we know each other's personality. We're the three best friends. Now that I'm thinking of it too, Dubin was the three friends that started from high school essentially. Yeah, that's right. Um, so was the plan always to be you three or how did that kind of organically start? No. Or was it organic? Um, well, so I would say that as far as the, so Christian has a very extensive background in this industry, so I'll let him talk on that. Yeah. Um, and I've always worked in commercial real estate. Um, and then Maritza, she can talk on her background, but she's always been in business development and sales. So the three of us combining all of our expertise, I think is how we created such a cool concept and why it works. Um, but having him be in the bar industry for so long, eventually I was like, we should do our own concept. Like why keep working for someone else? Yeah. Like, let's do our own thing. And the idea started to grow from there. Um, but if you want to kind of go into what, I mean, yeah, and uh, it also took a lot of nerve because uh, she's the one that kind of has always pushed me. I was very comfortable just kind of managing and helping uh, other people Do or thing. places grow. And uh, But I was always kind of in the leader uh, role since I started. Basically, I, we got pregnant at a very young age, and I knew having a baby... Uh, being a barista wasn't going to cut it or yeah. working at Macy's, you right. know, just wasn't going to cut it. And then, so I got into, I had already worked at some hotels and stuff like that, Westgate. And then I got into uh, Universal Studios City Walk, okay. uh, where I got into Latin Quarter, All right. where I went from host to bar manager in a 10 year span. And uh, the first day I stepped behind the bar, my now best friend, 
uh, Tim Mahoney. He he was gonna see me leave the uh, Latin Quarter. I was gonna go try out my uh, my talents in Emeralds, okay. uh, Agassi's yeah, yeah. restaurant, which was across from us. And he said, "Absolutely not. You can't go." I'm going to throw you behind the bar. And I knew nothing about bar. I was 19. All I knew was how to drink a Corona, you know? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, uh, man, you know, I just, I got really good at it in the beginning of years. My wife didn't like it. She didn't like the hours. She didn't like yeah, are, that's a, a whole lot of things. Tough you know, it, it turned into a nightclub scene. So, yeah. It tough. went from restaurant to nightclub. So, there was a lot to deal with on that end. Um, but, however, later on in life, uh, I forgot where I even saw it, if it was a podcast or a movie or whatnot, but um, uh, I, I saw that you needed three things in life to, you know, in work. Yep. One, you have to be good at it. And I found out quickly that I was. And the other thing is that you have to be passionate about it. And yep. I am. And the third uh, and last thing was that you got to make money doing it, right? If not, it's just a hobby. Correct. And I was making money. My first shift as a bar back, uh, my other bar back guy that came in at a later hour had a kind of like a nod of, oh man, it was a kind of slower night than I expected. And I, you know, I count my side of the money and I was like, $465? I go, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Like, <laughs> Those are the, the I young made, life. <laughs> you know, between that and the hourly, I made $500 in a night. Yeah. I was like, you know, we're going to be okay. Yeah. And, uh, and from there it went. So then, because it sounded like you guys obviously have the three aspects of what you need to work together. Did that come chicken before the egg? Did that come first before you guys even really put this concept together? Yeah, there was never a vision of like us three owning a business together per se. I think we each individually, or at least I know for sure, her and I both have always thought of owning our own businesses and being entrepreneurial. Like you said, he I pushed him to, to do this um, in owning his own business because he liked working for other people and growing their businesses. He grew Graffiti Junction from like three locations to 15. Yeah, um, so one, he was one to a, 16. One to 16, so he was with them for a long time, but that's why I was like, you know what? Like I've always wanted to own my own businesses. I, we, Her and I had already started businesses together before, and I was like, we should have uh, start a bar and have Christian you know, run this baby. So that's kind of, it was, it was very organic how it happened. Um, but no, it was never Meanwhile, part of the life plan. was really it was easy. Not part of the plan. And I worked banker hours, and I was highly respected and did whatever I wanted. For so, Junction. so okay. yeah, I yeah. was like, "Does that? Do I really want to do this to myself?" Yeah. And now, turnkey, four and a half years later, um, is one of the greatest things that we could ever do. Is nice. You know, work, well, work for ourselves and make our own decisions and have an amazing crew underneath us. That you know, uh, when we. Literally, we just went to France and Spain oh, wow. twice in the last three months. And the reason we can do that is because we have a heck of a crew. Yeah. yeah. You, know, yeah. you make your own schedule. Yeah. yeah. yeah so exactly. then how did this concept specifically come about? Because yeah. obviously with restaurants and real estate, I mean, you guys could have created any type Anything. of concept. Yeah. Um, I've always, so like he's mentioned, you know, we had kids young. I was 19 when we had our son. Um, and 21, we had our daughter. But I immediately got, I worked in the retail world for a long time. I worked at Bloomingdale's Amy Marcus, Suzu Boutique, Soul Tree. Um, and then from there, I went to work for a developer in town okay. and I really worked my way up. I didn't go to college. I just started out as an exec, as an assistant 
Um, taught myself marketing for that company and within a year the owner of the company made me his executive assistant and I spent 10, 12 and a half years with that company oh, wow. and I moved up into a, into a leasing director role so I leased out a lot of their projects. So I was already immersed in commercial real estate and I was always looking at property like there's more that you can do with it. Yeah. I, I got a new eye for that by working for that company. At the same time, you know, he's, he's you know, doing what he does and working for other people and I happened to be driving in this area and saw this little, this little house here. Yeah, what was it before? It used to be called Angels, uh, Angels Antiques, and it was here okay. for a very long time. Was the, like, yeah, it was an years. empty building. It had been empty for seven years. Was it this exact This exact building. building. Okay. Yep, it's, it's a historic building, so you, so can't, you can't, change do, it can't, anyway. can't change it. Um, it was condemned. You it had like no floors inside. It was like all dirt and wood panels are like sticking up out of everywhere. The, all the windows so it was, were like, shattered. Raw. It was raw. It was in bad, bad shape. But I was like, you know what? This is such a cool concept. Like this, this is such a cool location, and it's right in Mills Fifty district where every everywhere we hang out is right here you know you had guest house Santiago's bodega and I was like this, this is, is up this and is coming this could be like the perfect little spot but of course bringing him into this he was like I'm OCD. are you crazy <laughs> you know but anyways I but I know how, and this uh, yeah. is just grass yeah you could, I was like, you couldn't even see you could do, the, we could do what yeah, the creative side of it you're just like so that's her she's the visionary yeah. she was like we can do this here we'll hang this there we'll do this we'll space a fence We'll do live music. We'll bring in food. I'm like, what? You see that? Yeah. You're like, well, dirt on the floor. No, what listen, do you mean? The yeah. funny thing is, I, I, I've now learned. I like, I brought him to the property first, and and her, and I was like, guys, this could be, you know, this idea, right? And they could not visualize like what I was that's talking a, that's about. Tough to do. So then afterwards, I went. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove it to you. So afterwards, I went and made a business plan. And I came up with a whole business plan, and it was called Casa Tinto at the time, which is. And this is before you know, either of them the, were actually like in. Yeah, in the I just gave them my idea of like we should do a bar here, you know. So I created a whole business plan, and it was really based off of like when the three of us travel. Many times we end up in some courtyard, some piazza, some plaza, in somewhere in Europe or South America. We're drinking wine, you know, great wine. We're listening to a local musician that's going around playing music asking for money there's a someone creating art live not part of it's the like venue the but overall it's just so cool have. like you're just like you know you're enjoying the fresh air and I was like there is nowhere in Orlando for us to go and do that the only place that we could go and that we did every Sunday was the farmer's market it was the closest option yeah. at Lake Eola you know it was like you had some wine you were outside you had music and there was artists and stuff there too and so that's what I was like, what, what if we had a bar that encompassed all of that? That was, you know, wine, it was outdoors, we could rotate food trucks, we could rotate artists and the, you know, live art inside and all of that. And so I started to put together that idea and pitched it to both of them. Um, <laughs> Do you have and, the full yeah. uh, drawing board all <laughs> yeah, laid no, out Yeah, I did like them? an actual business plan, like, you know, multiple pages, the menu, everything. I was down to detail. Okay. Like, I was right, like, this is in. what I, yeah. And so... Once I did that, they kind of both started to come around to the idea. But then it was like, are you sure about this property? This property was in such bad shape. But I reached out to the landlord who's in Boston and just kind of pitched the idea of opening a wine bar here. And they're like, have you seen the building? <laughs> they're selling you out of it. Like, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't believe your idea so... and what it is right now. Yeah. Even they were and like, I was like buy this. Yeah, I've seen it. I said, you would have to put it in vanilla shell. Now I'm going commercial real estate talk, right? So I'm like, you need to put it in vanilla shell condition. And at that point, we will take it from there and we would lease it. 
um, you would have to take it through rezoning because it is not zoned for you know food and beverage use. I said, but if you do that, I'm willing to lease it as long as I can do all these things I want to do with it. And they were like, okay. <laughs> but they so love, for anyone that doesn't know, vanilla they, shelling just means getting it to a spot where it actually looks like it's presentable. Right. right? So and I would say like think of a over. vanilla box, like literally like you know it's concrete floor. Floors or, on or, you walls know, at least. It's set. drywall, right? Mm -hmm. It's drywall, finished drywall. You know, in a lot of retail spaces, it's like ceiling and lighting tiles are in. Yep. Here, we don't have that. It's an old 1920s house. No, you can't do that in anyway, right? Since yeah. it is historic. Right. And so there were th certain points that they could only bring it to. But then also, the main issue that we had here was rezoning the property. It was a retail space, and we wanted to convert it to food and beverage use. And the problem was that we're within a thousand feet of the school which is a football, yeah, it's a football field. It's a so football that, field behind Lake Highland. Right. Yeah. So we had to, it took us two years to go through a rezoning process and all of permitting. that and did, permitting to like try to get that use approved. Did you know that going into it? No. no. It was one of, see it. <laughs> well, it's the same thing well, we do with, with permits. Yeah. We're like, all right, it's just a permit. And then yeah. all of a sudden, the city's like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, can't do that, nope. Exactly. And like, you need permission from the church, you need permission yeah. from the school. Yeah, and the, we ran into the issue that like, Okay, so the city, you know, city um, uh, code wants you to be ADA compliant, right? But then it's a historical building and you can't do certain things to it. So somebody's got to bend, right? So like we had to have ADA accessibility. So we have a ramp up on one of the doors, but then, and everything else was approved, ready to go. Literally 10 days before opening, they tell us that our, one of our bathrooms is 10 inches shy of being ADA compliant and that they both needed to be. So it was fully finished. I had tiles on the wall, tiles on the floors. We had to completely move the wall 10 inches, get new tiles, because we couldn't find that exact tile. I'm getting tile. triggered to our it past with our business. It was just crazy. <laughs> so, we had had the original tile for two years sitting on it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah but the, so. The rules, for anyone that doesn't know how permitting works, it's pretty much what you think hell is for businesses. Yeah. I mean, you. Uh, I remember they where we were care. opening, and then they actually made us close back down because the bathroom sign wasn't blah 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 i'm like dude it's a fucking bathroom oh like, I, know. That's it. I know i think everyone knows what it is like that it should be fine like it's not shouldn't be that big of a deal no, why are we it closing is. it's so it's <laughs> insane but so yeah so that's kind of where my part but i know maritza has you know she also wanted to open business and my perspective was completely different i mean me and her would talk about my brother and we would be like he cannot work for someone else the rest of his life we need to do a business together and you know we're going to create a business for all of us that he can manage because me and her are very entrepreneurial mindset and then i've worked with uh businesses i've been in the b2b space for like 25 years in the last 12 years or 13 years it's been credit card processing so i meet like 50 businesses a month yeah i get to find out what works what doesn't what their profit margins in how they go to market and I remember one time there were these two pilots from JetBlue that opened up a wine bar in Lake Nona. They knew nothing about wine other than the fact that they liked wine. And they opened this for the first wine bar actually in Lake Nona, which now is the social house. Okay. And it was just, it was so successful. Like they did a 700,000 in revenue the first year. And I, since I was doing their processing, I got to learn with them the entire process. I was like, I could do this. So is that <laughs> where you learned this. a lot of your skill set was from all of that? Uh, from a mixture of all these history? other businesses, plus I've had a few different businesses along the way. But me and her always thought, we're going to eventually find a wine bar. 
I just didn't think it was going to be as quickly as it happened because then one day she finds this shack and she's like, I found our wine bar. And me and him were like, what? <laughs> like, I, don't even, I wouldn't drink wine there right now at all. Yeah. I we're got a lot of she's opposition. The visual okay. she, had, she had it all in her face. It was finished the way you see it now. When me and him are looking at dirt and we're like, what do you see? Yeah. See, I'm like a, the in-between of y'all. I can vision she it, sees a but then cake. to make it happen, I'm like, and I we can't We just see flour and sugar. You know, we see flour, sugar, you know. And lemons. And, and, and you're like, I don't yeah, know how to make some lemonade. Eggs, and she's like, look at the wedding cake. And we're like, <laughs> like no, don't see it. Yeah. Like, are you high right now? How do you see yeah. that? I mean, I think it comes from like the development background because I've being in development, I've seen so many properties that you wouldn't, I mean, even just pure land that we're acquiring and then we turn it into like um, Icon, you know, on iDrive. Like that was the old Mercado property that my boss had bought at the time. And then we went through the recession and we had to sit on it for five years. Like he cleared the site and then we couldn't develop it out. And then it turned into Icon. You know, so now you've got Madame Tussauds there and Sea Life Aquarium and The Wheel, which is now the icon of Orlando. It's on all Orlando marketing is The Wheel. So being that, able that to be exposed to like that. Two yeah. <laughs> so being exposed to that, like it tells me that you can really create anything. So how long have you guys actually, when did you guys start this? Yeah. So it, it. six I mean, and a half years ago, we've been running successfully for four and a half years. How long did it take from finally pulling the trigger to opening? Because I feel like a yeah, lot of that a people that's process. probably listening yeah, that don't know process. how long and how we much thought of it that was going to be a six to eight month process, yeah. but it was a two year process. Yeah, it people was. were like, "They're not opening anything." We're like, <laughs> "I swear, we're working on it." I know. <laughs> she went like Facebook Live with it. Yeah. Right. So she started the page and everything, <laughs> and so I would go to work every day and I'd be like, "So, you're still here." <laughs> Where's your wine bar? You yeah, know, I was going to say, how anywhere. much did you question like, that oh, going for that time? We learned that lesson. Time. Don't tell people until Every you're opening. Yeah. Move, move in silence. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, it was, it was just a much more difficult process than I think any of us expected. But we also, he had been through opening <laughs> restaurants and bars with graffiti. So, so knew, we like, were using that tape. timeline. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were kind yeah. of thinking, okay, like this has worked for them and we're a wine bar. We don't need grease traps. There's so many things that we don't need hood system and all that full kitchen. So it doesn't be easier. But what the issue that we ran into, and the only reason it took long was the rezoning of the property yep. uh, was ADA compliancy in a historic home. Essentially, this used to be a home. This used to be a post office on the Dinky Trail in the 1920s, dinky the Dinky Line. Um, so it was a and post office. And then, yeah. And then, um, and Get then. Get your history facts. Choose yeah. your GC then, wisely. The yeah, definitely. Awful. It turned into a they little retail are. shop and then, you know, so it, and it had been vacant for so long. So it was inhabitable. Um, so that really was like we had things working against us. But the amazing part was that. And yes, the GC is so important to make sure you choose the right GC that has commercial experience. You cannot choose a residential general contractor to build your commercial space. It's a whole the clothes are different. Every all the relationships are different. Like trying to go in and get a permit from the city. If you have those relationships with the with the city managers and stuff on the commercial side, they're gonna they're gonna pay more attention to you than if you're a residential contractor coming in. <clears throat> So there was a lot of reasons why, but we also, we had a very small budget coming into this and the landlord had chosen the contractor. So and they paid for the majority of the work that got done here. So we really could not, kind of hands tied you know, kind of hands tied, but also yeah. like we didn't have to pay for the majority of 
the work that got done in the, in the property, we finished it out at that point. Um, but so that, that worked to our benefit, but it just gave us a much longer timeline. Cause we couldn't press, we couldn't press yeah. our GC cause he wasn't our GC. He was a landlord's GC. Um, so that definitely delayed us, but I think, um, I lost my train of thought. What I was saying. <laughs> well, you know, so it took us two years. To so it took us two years. What I do want you guys to actually do too, is how would y'all actually summarize or describe Grape, Grape of the Grain? Yep. Um, so, do you want me to go? <laughs> so, the way I, when I envisioned it, or when I kind of came up with the, the concept, and it's evolved since, because originally it was just like, we wanted to create a space where you can, you know, enjoy fine wine, local craft beer, so only Florida craft beer, nice. um, outdoors, and we could rotate food, so food trucks, and because food trucks were like all the thing at that time period too. It was like you were having all these food truck, you know, uh, wars and all these events around town. So it's like we could park, we have a big enough backyard where we could pull a food truck in here, we could rotate food, we can rotate live music, right? So we can have live musicians and then we can have art and we'll have an art gallery inside and we rotate the art. So the idea was like to invigorate all the senses by, you know, giving you something beautiful to look at, something amazing to taste, right? You know, sound, great music to while hear. While tasting it. Right, yeah, <laughs> while you're tasting the wine. You know, great sounds to hear. So all of that was trying to invigorate all the senses and give people a, a space to be outside, outdoors. You know, we're in Florida, like that's a huge for us, yeah. right? And when you think about it, there's really nowhere in Orlando where even to this day, like it's still very limited. We're one of the bars, but there are restaurants with big patios, but there are not bars with Correct. outdoor space. You know that's what I mean? That's what we were talking about even so, earlier was or, yeah. You go to like a DC, Austin, Chicago, like and it's they know you want yeah. your food, mm -hmm. your drinks, and atmosphere, and yeah. people want to be outside. Yeah, right? absolutely. That's just, absolutely. And I think that comes a lot more from mm -hmm. the northern states because I've as yeah, moving they have and the stuff, cooler yeah. temperature. So. Yeah. Well, and you also realize they have months where they can't be outside, so right. they value and appreciate yeah. those time, those That's months where true. you can. Yeah. So they're like, hey. It's time to be outside. How do we, you know, take right. advantage of this? In yeah. Florida, we're like, we can be outside year round. Yeah. You know, we yeah. don't really have a season you can't be outside other than when it's super hot, but you can still be outside. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's where and Florida have, lacked, or at least Central Florida lacked it. It, it does. Doing it this. did, and it still does. Like, we're one of the only, you know, bars with like big outdoor space. Um, but as far as the concept, I think we've pretty much stayed true to that in the sense that we have amazing wines. It's locally crafted beer. Um, we have a few imported just, you know, for certain, you know, customers that ask for it all the time. Um, we definitely rotate out our food trucks, you know, so we do a good job with that. And we have our Friday night DJs. It's such a vibe. And then our musicians. Well, the thing that's great really is, is we're always, we're always kind of different. You know, you can, you show up one day and you know, you're having some local craft beer, you know, playing trivia, having Mexican fare. And then you show up two weeks later and you're having, you know, you're listening to a, a flamenco guitarist, you're having Asian fare, you're drinking red wine. You're here the next day and you know, there's a DJ, you're eating pizza and you know, having some red wine. So it's, it's always like a different scene. It's always like, you know, there's always different art on the walls there's always different local beers on tap you're always finding something different so that that's what's really special about it yeah that it's not just the same place every time you come right it's a different experience every time someone comes in and like even the art like it's all local artists we don't bring in art from outside of Orlando it's all local art and they're artists that you can meet here like they come and they sell you the paintings so if, if there's anything inside that you want to buy 
you message and you can you can buy it directly from them you exchange the money with them directly we don't tap into that either and it's just a really cool experience you know what I mean so um, and that's always changing too so visually you're always seeing something new something rotating but we're still true to the concept where you're it feels like you're in someone's backyard it's quaint we got our little lights. We have music playing always, whether it's hip hop or jazz, depending on what the crowd wants. Jazz is the best. With great yeah. wine, great beer, and local food trucks. So, you know, always something different. What There's our good friend Tracy from Big Storm Brewery. He just dropped off some samples. Tracy. <laughs> Again, everything. I messaged you on your Instagram. <laughs> Trying to get you on the pod. He's, he's easier on Facebook. He's easier to talk oh, to on Facebook. Who uses Facebook? We'll, we'll introduce you. We'll introduce you. But uh, so you know, like it's not just the local beer. It's behind that local beer. There's a connection. There's a guy I've known for you know for a decade, and it's his name, and it's his you know it's his local beer that's behind that tap. So there's a relationship behind everything. I think that's, and that's the, what's important. That's the best part of this Mills Ivanhoe area mm -hmm. is because. I don't, you guys are all of y'all have created a community in this area and yeah. you find before i think before this area it's always just been business everyone's rivals in that right. sense whether you are uh, intense with it or just hey you know right. whatever that's just another business sure. here it's like hey if you want this that place is the best one to go to yeah. you should also Absolutely. go to this one and everyone's so supportive everyone supports that it's each like other. holy yeah. shit you can't not want to be in this area Absolutely. and it's also that orlando kind of grew up you know growing up here i was uh, me and my wife were born and raised. My sister was born in Chile before we came over here. Uh, so so I'm Orlando the first generation American enough. Chilean. Um, but uh, the thing is, is Orlando kind of grew up. So now when you're going around town, you're like, oh, yeah, man, I went uh, born and raised, graduated from Boone, you know, like we did. Uh, Audrey, I went to Boone, I went to Boone for a year. Did you? Yeah, junior year. Ah, so, that's funny. Yeah, so, oh, but, you know, okay, but growing older. up, it was like, <laughs> they're from New York, and they're from North Carolina, and they're from Cali, and they're from Ohio, and they're from, you know, Massachusetts. Now it's like, oh, yeah, what part of Orlando did you grow up in? And now there's finally, you know, Orlando's grown up. Generations. The generations. Yeah, I think it's so important, I lived in D.C. not long ago, and I could have, I mean, I think this podcast would have even been bigger if I would have did D.C., but... I feel like Orlando is always wanting to like get past that little barrier yeah. of like yeah. we want to be one of those fun, entertaining cities, but we're always shadowed by Disney. Well, let's and get all the permits, man. That's yeah. what we need to do. <laughs> yeah. Whoever's out there that's doing the permits, look, we want to get we're, through we're it. Growing, Stop baby. holding let's do us it together. Back. Seriously, let the beast out of the cage. I know. I, I, it's, it's so frustrating when people say, "Oh yeah, I was in Orlando a couple years ago. We went to Disney." I'm like, "You weren't in Orlando. Yeah, it's not even Orlando. Yeah. It's actually yeah. not. You were actually, actually in Kissimmee or Lake Buena Vista." But somehow the family or some friends or somehow the kids they're yeah. making their way to Disney. Like yeah. first of all, I spent ten years in that industry, so I'm like, I don't want to go out there. The, so that I, I four where the yeah. Millennium Mall is. There's yeah, like that's some, as far as I'll some get. invisible wall that's yeah. like touristy on the left. No, the south, I'm gonna stay in Orlando. Correct. They yeah, never so. come to yeah. Orlando downtown or anywhere. That's why like people haven't experienced Orlando truly if they're not making it. To I, I would say the at district. least to these districts, districts. Yeah. like you yeah. know, it's we. Really what's money. really cool right. too is that all of our districts are connected. So you have like downtown connects to Ivanhoe, Ivanhoe connects to Mills Fifty, Mills Fifty connects to Audubon Park, Audubon Park connects to Baldwin Park, Baldwin connects to Winter Park. So you can actually like cycle or walk yeah. all of those districts and do like a really cool bar hopping tour, brewery tour, like, and drink it's all the Orlando. local, yeah, drink around, and the, like that's the true Orlando. It's all those like 
you know, privately owned, like family owned businesses that are in all those districts. Cause that's what, that's what, like I'm part of the Mills 50 district. Um, I sit on the board uh, for this area and we want to protect this district. Like we don't yeah. want big nationals to come in here. We don't need Starbucks to come in here. I mean, who, you know, who doesn't love Starbucks, but we want a local coffee shop here. We want a local wine bar. We want local restaurants. And it's because it's special when you can walk in and you can meet the owner of that business yeah. and share stories like, oh, this beer comes from so-and-so and you know, they're, they're local too, or this wine is from here. And we get to like share stories. Like we went to the winery in California or you know, whatever. And we get to share these stories with our customers because then they're repeat customers. Customers, you know, so it kind of secures that. And actually, that brings me back to my point I was going to say earlier, <laughs> you know, working with Patty Sheehan, one of our, our commissioner here, to get that. My sister through. almost didn't get her birthday party. It was, yeah, it was getting, yeah. That she was actually planning her big birthday party for the opening. <laughs> she had to wait till May 11th. Her birthday's May 7th. So. <laughs> Joy and Grant, thank you so much. Yeah, but so it's cool when you're in these smaller districts because then you do have the district manager that cares about the business that's coming in, that's going to support you and try to help you along the way. Um, and it, it's really in your best interest to work with the district and the local businesses too. It's the, I call it the double C's that are important: <laughs> community and connections. Right? Yes. And you, when you lose that, all mm -hmm. of a sudden you're just another, it's just another spot. Yeah, right? you, you should don't... talk to everyone on this block because I mean this is such a special block. I you're mean, where else can you walk <laughs> up and down from like the pine, the pinery, the yard, all the way down to guest house, and like stop along the way everywhere and get an appetizer or a drink? Well, I'm gonna <laughs> give you guys a little more kudos than that because I will say, I, one, this is my favorite place to walk around and drink, go eat, but I always will. Publix or whatever grocery store that is. Fresh don't, market. Fresh, fresh, fresh market, market. Don't tell my car. But I always park there to start here. Yeah. Uh, literally. <laughs> and then I always yeah, go from kind of, here down. I don't yeah. see a truck yeah. 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 But just uh, so you know, you can park back there now. And with, with having Uber and Lyft be as easy as it is and nowadays. And the scooters now. And the scooters. Yeah. Like, like there's no reason why. You Less know, to have the Orlando Urban Trail right next to us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's another really cool thing. We have the urban trail right up against our property, which obviously connects you from downtown Orlando out to Sanford, if you rode it, the entire trail. So it's super cool that we are literally a stop on the Orlando urban trail. And we have running crews that come through and go to 1010, which is our neighbor. And uh, like every Tuesday, they do like these like, you know, running crew nights or whatever. And we're right here. So like we're right a part of, you know, that. And we'll have people come in off the trail with their bikes and park their bikes out front and come out here and have a drink and then keep going. You know, even if it's just water. Drinking and driving is okay <laughs> sometimes if you're on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I do want to know from when you guys opened to where we're at now, how different is this whole location compared from start to where we're at now? Yeah. I mean, it was pretty cool when we the started, expansion. but yeah, um, we've expanded some. Yeah. Uh, was it patio? Did you guys the, start with this patio? We started, yes, yeah, yeah, we, we started, started with it. a small portion, which if we were recording, you could see, but <laughs> there's a line on the deck. Yeah, uh, <laughs> actually during COVID, so we had, we started out with a smaller, smaller deck area. The backyard has always been 4,000 square feet, but the deck itself was like 800 square feet or so and covered right and here. only a portion of it was covered. Um, then we decided to add, and we had umbrellas, but then we decided to add this big covered area. So How that, far into um, you guys opened did that part The next come? summer. The next okay. summer, so a year the in, summer alone was we like, covered you know, the deck. <laughs> the, and then, well, the first summer we did the, the first half. Right. We had six weeks of revenue, and there was three weekends where it rained and three weekends where it didn't, and the weekends where it didn't, the sales were double. 
So it was like, oh man, so we double in sales when it doesn't rain, we gotta protect ourselves from I was the just rain. gonna ask you that. Was it more of just you three saying, hey, I can see, you know, we needed to do this, or was it well, we a numerical, logistical We didn't wanna take away from the element of being outside. That's what <laughs> right. scared us. Yeah. yeah. So we found, well, she found, uh, along with uh, a friend of ours, the clear roof. The clear roofing yeah. and, the, you know, the pergola style of it. That's cool because it still comes through, yeah. but yeah, you don't yeah. feel like the sun's actually and it's, hitting it's you. And it's UV-protected right. plastics. You know, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like you a plexi some, uh, kind of glass. And we, I mean, the idea was like, we don't want, we don't have this outdoor bar and now have it covered with like a, you know, dark to, yeah, cover or ceiling, right? Because the whole idea is to be outside. So, you know, we started looking at how can we have it covered but still have the outdoor feel, and we found this this plexiglass um, that we ended up doing. So we expanded out the deck. And then during the pandemic, we were one of the only bars that could open along with the restaurants because we have a food license because we do charcuterie. cheese and charcuterie plates. Ah. So you need a food license for you, charcuterie? You do. Yes. yes. And, and so even wow. to sell I, a I peanut. It just had to be a Even grill. to give away a peanut. Even to give away peanuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to have a food license. So That's luckily, crazy. we had just gone through the process of getting a food license. And so when they said only restaurants can open, aka anybody with a food license can open, we were able to open our doors again. How, how many uh, bars, you know, more bar side, do you think opened during that time? Well, it wasn't a lot. And then we had the were a lot of bars space. trying to get that food license. I was going to say, I know, I know a lot downtown they went from bar to, to give away, we're like, chips pizza. and stuff and get through that whole <laughs> yeah. thing. That's, they got but, shut but down. But they couldn't because you have to have a food license. Correct. So no, but food. they were applying well, they, it. Right, they were well, yeah, applying. they had a food license, yeah. but then I remember inspectors would go check, yeah. and yeah. they didn't have any food coming out, and then yeah. they tried to give out yeah, chips, chips or whatever yeah the, businesses were getting down. very creative yeah. so during COVID. we yeah. didn't have we so we were only when we reopened for covid we reopened with uh 10 days of being open and on the 10th day of being open uh everyone came out acting crazy uh people were you know had been home for two and a half months i mean i saw some stuff i, I had to Tell people, can you get off the benches? Yeah. Calm down, relax. Put your Act shirt like back you've on. Been out and about before. People, whole people life. had been they were taking cooped up shirts, and they were going nuts, right? Like drinking. So it was crazy. only ten days before the BDPR. That's, that's a whole different atmosphere that you. That oh, this insane. is designed for. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this yeah. is not UCS. We're like, okay, put your shirt relax. back on. Yeah, this is, is not night library. So they re-shut down all bars ten days after being open, which is rough. So like our neighbors, ten ten. They had just ordered barley. They just had, they ordered malt. They ordered all the ingredients to start producing beer again. So, you know, you're only open for, you know, 10 days and now you're shut down again. People pulled off of unemployment. Now they got to get back on unemployment and get a, you know, get back on that cycle. It was really hard. Inventory problem too. Yeah, of course. You know, you're you're any kind of bar, you're ordering the kegs you need, the cases you need, the mixers you need, everything you need to be shut down in 10 days. So only four days later, they decided to amend it and said, if you have a food license, you can open up like a restaurant. If you don't have a food license, you have to be shut down. So that hurt our fellow neighbors like Guest House or uh, yeah. the Thirsty Topher, my friend Rhonda, you know, Ron and Jason, the owners over there. They were extremely angry because here I could serve some cheese next to your wine. And, and I was open for 14, 15 weeks collecting revenue while they had their doors shut down yeah. because they couldn't serve any food with their beer and wine. So it was very, it was very difficult. Out, yeah. Outside of COVID, because obviously I feel like for any business that, that was our was biggest challenge around as a startup around COVID, that's the biggest challenge obstacle. Yeah. But outside of COVID, because I think that to- that should probably top every business's like most biggest op- obstacle. What was, outside of that, what was your biggest obstacle once you started? 
once it was opened. The rain. The People rain. do yeah. not like going out in the rain. So we look at the numbers weekly, monthly, down to the detail. Um, you know, where's the profitability? What, can, what changes do we need to make? But the rain, which is why one of the first investments was the roof. And expanding it. And expanding uh, Better the deck. Better umbrella, umbrellas back there. You know, that kind of yeah. got pretty low. Were these trees here when yeah. you guys opened? Yeah, yeah. The, the trees, trees were there. part helps a little bit. <laughs> the trees yeah, yeah. were there. Especially yeah. on the money side, right? You don't have to extend this whole roof <laughs> yeah. all the way. Yeah. But the, the rain and the heat, yeah, she's <clears> right. That Those are our worst time periods is like the dead of summer, you know, in July, August, like it is hot. It's, you know, it's raining a lot. August, September, it rains a lot. So we see very low sales during that time period. So it's just about like creating a booking as many events as we can to try to so bring in some business. Up. And, you know, like what I was going to say is earlier is that during the pandemic, because we could be open, we had a lot of, you know, we were one of the only bars that people could come hang out at and they chose outside and we didn't have enough space out here. So we quickly expanded during that time period. Like we literally expanded our deck another 600 square feet. So our deck is actually 1200 square feet now. We expanded the roof. And then you have still the outdoor mulch area with the Adirondack chairs. So we're, you know, 4,000 square feet of outside space and we could hold a good amount of people outside. No one wanted to be inside. And I think it was probably a year before people got comfortable being inside again, unless yeah, they had to. Yeah. Were you guys, still, we did were really you guys well. busy inside before the pandemic? Because no, not to uh, not your inside, people but every time I outside. came here, I would essentially people, yeah. walk right straight yeah, no. to the backyard. Yeah, no, so everyone like, wants to be outside. People order their drink and keep it moving. Correct. That's um, like the the bar is like the pit stop to get back. It's here. now that things are more <laughs> yeah. normal. That if it's either too hot or too rainy, that people pick the inside. Uh, it happens. We will have a Friday night and it's and it's it's pouring out. We'll but fill, we'll fill up inside. Now, right? Obviously. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just loud. Yeah. <laughs> but you fine, have right? to reinvest in the business. I mean, like the last investment we've done are these missing fans. Do you ever go to a theme park and see all the all the weirdos just sitting at the missing fan like, ah, oh, you're my savior. <laughs> we have two misters actually. We also, we also have a mosquito misting system too to keep all the mosquitoes out. So it sprays a natural cedar oil into the air yeah. simultaneously four times while we're not open. Last time being at 3 p.m. to have no bugs while we try to enjoy our wine out here. Yeah. You know what's so funny? And so weird. I watch Shark Tank a lot. And something so simple as that, I never even thought of that in the sense of like, oh, I didn't even know we actually had bug misters. Right. There's only one company in Central Misters Florida. Misters and more. Misters and more. They don't yeah. even need to shout out. They're the only Greg ones, right? The Another shot. <laughs> no, no one get ideas. I'm, no, honestly, yeah. that's something I've learned too. I've learned a lot of good things and bad things from uh, previous businesses that I've been uh, a part of. Never stop reinvesting in your business. You can't. Yes. It's like a sponge. You don't yeah. just keep squeezing all the water out thinking you're going to be able to wash your car. No. Yeah. you got to be able to dip it back into the bucket, right, and get that sponge nice and wet again. And so basically you have to reinvest. You can't just let a chair not have a leg, you yeah, know, a table. Because those little stupid you, things that we think are like things. Whatever, And people pay like, attention. I'm a very yeah. detail-oriented person. People pay person, attention. Like, they yeah. want a clean restroom. Correct. They want sturdy tables and chairs. They want a clean space. You know, they oh, yeah. don't want to be bugged by mosquitoes. I love mm -hmm. theme parks. Not even so much about the theme park itself, but like, no shout out to Disney. But I love just seeing all those little details of like, 
I would have never thought to put that, but I, I respect it. I appreciate right. it. They just like team these of, little things. Team like, of people making yeah. six figures, paying attention to all the details. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's what really matters. If right. one if little chair is all messed up, I'm like, you know, all of a sudden I notice that, and I'm like, that's mm-hmm. going to There's a guy me. that's yeah. like, this point in the park is three degrees hotter than any other point <laughs> in the park. Make sure we have extra water for sale there. Yeah, you know? for sale. I, I mean, For it's, $12 it's for a bottle of water. Absolutely. You know? Would you, so being outside, this is a question that I've never actually even thought of, nor obviously got the answer being an outdoor driven bar restaurant whatever it may be is a lot of your growth based on logistics of money financially because that kind of tells the whole story within is that kind of where you say hey our summer months are down why are they down let's look into that is that kind of what comes first the money part of it summer months i mean in the summer a lot of students go back home uh, families are taking two-week trips somewhere, you know, Minnesota or Europe. Uh, and Minnesota. those are the months where we will focus heavily <laughs> on planning Minnesota? events. Yeah, wait, I got to go back. Why'd you pick Minnesota? And then go <laughs> to Europe? Because it's not as hot. It's okay. not like a family it's in somewhere. northern states where it's colder. And they're like, let's leave the it's heat perfect and go time somewhere where it might be just... I don't know, 80 degrees instead of 100. <laughs> hey, don't get canceled over Minnesota, okay? <laughs> uh, I can actually see what states listen. I have zero Minnesota <laughs> listeners. So okay, we can bash Minnesota all we want right now. Um, but so kind of, kind of going back to that question, because normally you know, a business can say, hey, we listen to feedback, things like that, and then our own personal uh, experience or views, and that's how changes or additions are made. But would you say being outdoors – financial will impact first before even feedback from customers is that kind of where you see hey we're seeing this drop off so how do we fix that little weakness definitely you have to analyze why there is a drop off how it affects you where it affects you and then you you plan for it i mean we try and book more events let's have more baby showers let's have more trivia let's have more (laughs) dj events whatever it is let's give people a reason to come back more often yeah, and well, then we very even play into driven. the marketing too. For like, for oh, sure. it's hot. Come, you know, come sit under our new misters. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> with no bugs, but you know, with no mosquitoes. <laughs> with being so local as we are, you know, we have we've got incredible events. Um, uh, we, you know, we're kind of out there more. You know, we used to be like, have you heard of Grape and the Grain? Now they're like, have you not heard of Grape and the Grain? We have tons of events. We work with a lot of different local DJs. Um, so we, we still keep ourselves busy on the summer. And honestly, the last two summers, there hasn't been that much of a drop-off. So we've been very, where, where we very fortunate. The yeah, there's, there's not a huge drop-off no more. And I actually used to look forward to it so that I could kind of, you know, a little detach a little bit. bit. No, I'm still ordering tons of wine. You know, our number one product sold is uh, our Frosé. So frozen rosé and frozen sangria. That's our number one product sold, even in the winter months. So why didn't we get frozen come, sangria? Should yeah. I bring y'all one? Yeah, you want one? Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. You want one too? Do it. Yeah, I'll bring um, you. I'll bring you the swirl, which is it's our biggest sold. Yeah, sold. I would just to add to what he's saying, like you know, the last two summers haven't been as bad, but I also we have to acknowledge the fact that the last two years for Central Florida and for Orlando are not typical years because you've had such an influx of people moving from the northern states, from say, California, from all over the yeah. U.S. to Florida. And, I mean, the pandemic 
it just flat out, it sucked for everybody, right? The businesses, for you know, for people in general, we lost, you know, people lost lives. Adding like, to that, you know? Florida was one of the only states open. Right. So people so, in Chicago or Minnesota were like, let's go to Florida. Yeah. Shout yeah, out no, the, Minnesota, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, having so many people move to Florida, those are all people that are new to Orlando that are looking for things to do, right? They're like, "Where? what's the coolest uh, wine bar in Orlando? Google, you know, and boom, it comes up. What's a outdoor bar I can take my dog? Boom, Grape in the Grain. We're the number one bar in Orlando to bring your pet, literally. Well, on Google. now that you said that, so. I've never brought Wilbur here, so. Well, you should bring him. My little ears. By right the here. way, do you know, that's so funny, because we have a pig what? named Wilbur that comes here. I thought it was Babraham. Oh, Babraham. That's his name. I was going to say, Wilbur Babraham. is from Charlotte's Foot. That's why I called him <laughs> ba- my dog Yeah, Babraham. Babraham. Babraham Lincoln. That's his name, Babraham Lincoln. And he's a pig, and he comes to grape. But my point is, is that oh when God, you great. have... Look at the service, Ooh, by the way. Isn't the prettiest? I'm not even going to... There's no edits out. You have to post a picture. That had to be, what, 45 seconds? Yeah, you have to post a picture with that frozen sangria. That's that's what gets us through the summers, okay? <laughs> People know they can that get that. That is our money maker. It's What's our money maker. What, where are the two different it's colors? Rose. Frozen it's sangria, sangria and then frozen rose. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Frozen but the sangria, most common frozen. way it's sold is the swirl. Is this the, you said, is this the most popular? Yes. Yeah. Even How in the winter months, it's our number it's our, one seller. It's our number one seller. Like, by, yeah. like bar none. Yeah. Number one seller out of Quantity everything wise, we have. Yes. Yeah. Um, but and so, our best profit margin. You know, we it. have we have a thousand people a week moving to Central Florida, literally. Holy so shit. of course our summers have been killer. For anyone it's out good, there, I just right? sampled it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, good. It's good fire. Right? And you said you don't like sweet wines. So, so how do you feel? What's perfect is so I, I like sangria. That's like my only cold. exception. And the fact that it's kind of frozen, which kind of brings down the sweetness a little bit and more of the cold. Yeah. And it's like the perfect amount for yeah. me because it's refreshing, not overly sweet, but then you have right. that sweetness and refreshing kind of combined in one. Yeah. The funny thing is, is a lot of men order that. Well, everybody oh, likes I, it. Yeah. No one ever denies how much they like it. They have they they drink it with full uh, confidence. And again, <laughs> it's, it's very wine forward. So it's not overly sweet. It's not going to... You know, I'm, like, I'm a manly and, man, and but listen, I don't, I don't give two fucks. Christian's, if I like something, I'm going to drink yeah, it with This pride. is Christian's recipe, too. So yeah. Yes, it this is. This is him, 100%, making it. So when, so now that we're here where we are at, because now we've had not just the pandemic, the hurricane as well. Oh, gosh. Uh, and before we even get to the hurricane, I want you guys to kind of, uh, with any with any listeners not watching, how would you describe the patio, kind of vision it to them? Sure. You want to go? <laughs> Something we clean every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go. <laughs> so um, the it's patio beautiful. area. I mean, the building itself. It's an old house. It's 1923. 1923. So it's a, it's the little blue house on Virginia Drive. And I always describe that to people. Like they're like, hey, "Where's your bar?" I'm like, "It's the little blue house on Virginia Drive next to 1010." And everyone's like, oh, you know, I know that little <laughs> blue house. I wonder what that was. <laughs> Even though it says wine and bar in the window in flashing you lights. Can but, see, you can you see know. this patio from, if you're actually from looking. Yeah, yeah, from the side. Yeah, but yeah. 
So it's only 1,200 plus square feet inside. It's small inside, it's very homey, um, all local art like I told you. We love female nude art, so we have a lot of nude art inside. It's very sexy, it's provocative, it's meant to be that way. Did you get that from Europe or yeah, another idea Europe, somewhere? Yeah, okay. from Europe, from our travels. Like I just, I personally love, you know, nude art and I've always like been drawn to that and I think that um, it's beautiful and so why not? And you see that a lot in Europe and it's okay there, so why not? have it be okay here so we you know we put it up on the walls and it sells like crazy yeah um, sensitive sally's and we have some really days. great artists that we feature here peterson Grier, um jay bond olivia stephanie um tyler taylor Hegert um, are some of the artists that we have and a, a ton more that we kind of rotate out but they're our main artists that we kind of rotate their pieces but then you kind of you know you go through the bar you have the friendliest staff with like some of them were even on the list for like orlando's best bartenders okay. because they're just super friendly like very personable people know them by first name they remember your drink when you walk in the door you're like one another you know they know they know exactly what you drank which is key to what our concept is and then once you pass you know the bar area you come out and the, the great the great thing is that everyone always says isn't there like an outdoor area? Like I, I think I, I saw it on Google or photos or Instagram. And we're like, yeah, right back there. The backyard. And it's so <laughs> cool to hear people come back here because they go, When they get wow. their first glimpse. Yeah. Like they're like, oh my gosh, because it's so big. You know, it's this big outdoor area. You've it got the twinkling lights. Yeah. You're it's like, all. Oh my God, you got to come see what's back here. Yeah, you gotta, yeah exactly. Any, anytime and I've back. ever had someone like, because this is one of the places I, I love. The backyard vibe. You're outside. It yeah. feels homey because you know i'm getting to the age two where i don't want to be you don't want to be in the a, downtown scene. Bar. Yeah. yeah i want to feel homey and still be able to yeah. be out yeah and then this is i mean this is it absolutely. and anytime someone's like i don't know what that is i'm like we're going yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <we're> going. <laughs> i love it awesome. so yeah so you come out and it's all wood it's you know it's a it's a beautiful like light wood color you got big you know 1200 square foot deck and then you've got the covered roof which is all clear so you can see the elements of the of the weather and the day um, and then you've got, you know, the whole nice like wood fence, which is different. It's not your typical wood fence. We've got all these open slats so you can see yeah, through it. You don't it. feel trapped. Yeah, you don't feel trapped. Yeah. And you, we hang succulent plants all along the fence. Um, you've got the string lights and you've got the Adirondacks to make you nice and comfortable. You also have great couches to sit on. Pet friendly. Um, you know, it's all pet friendly. So it's just like a very cool outdoorsy vibe. I mean, it's not your courtyard and, you know, or your plaza yeah. in Europe, but it's even better. It's a homey it's vibe. Like, it's a homey like, yeah. like homie like it's funny because like some now. of the first yeah some of the first reviews we got was like oh my i felt like i was in my friend's backyard having a party and i'm like that's great because that was part of our vision literally yeah. it was in the business plan it should feel like this is a backyard party especially with a wine and beer place because yeah when you don't have liquor you're obviously a little bit more like calm right yeah and absolutely. people when you're calm normally like to be home yeah yeah, the cool thing too is that like, you know, so we, we are truly a wine bar, great wines, we rotate wines, you know, great craft beers, but we have all these different events and nights. And so like Friday night, like once it hits like nine, 10 o'clock, we've got a DJ. And that's like a, you know, we always have the same DJ, DJ Dizzle comes out and it's, people know what to expect. At that point it turns up. So like the, 
you know, the, the wood, the wood deck turns into basically like a dance floor and people are dancing, they're having a good time. And if you don't want to dance, you don't have to. There's all the There's Adirondacks chairs and chairs yeah. and people sit back and, <laughs> and watch people dance. And that's it's fun. Like, that's Absolutely. the other favorite thing. Yeah. And so like, it's not a weird place. Like people, a lot of people come here on first dates because it's got a cool vibe, they but it's not so loud. If you want yeah. intimacy, you stay in yeah. the front. But it's I don't not, know. First it's dates not, in a backyard are better because if, it if it's not going well, right. perfect. Or like if you have like an awkward silent moment like these are people to look at yeah. you know <laughs> you have something to talk about but so like we'll have that but then saturday nights super low-key like we usually have like a guitarist a, we have a flamenco guitar acoustic guitar we have some musician out here and it's a little bit more low-key definitely like a chill night but then we have like our orlando house party which is like so well known at this point like it's been voted like some of the best parties in orlando and that's where we'll have anywhere between 200 to 400 people. We've got 40 vendors wow. out here selling, you know, um, jewelry, clothing, food. Um, and then we'll have this, we'll have a rotation of DJs. We'll have like five DJs in one night. And this entire venue just turns into a dance party. Like it is, oh, wow. it is like all inclusive, like just all the cultures, all the sexes, like everybody just mixed in together, dancing under the you know stars and having the best time. And it's just such a cool, experience to be the owners and stand here and look at the massive people and everyone's just mixed in together and just happy like we're all connecting on music on this on that and there's like no there's no discrimination at all there's no it's just completely it's inclusive soulful. it's so cool you, you know you know while you're saying this i'm like you know i feel like an indoor place naturally has its own style and then you it conforms your customers are going to match that. Right. I feel like when you, once you have this kind of open area, yeah. all of a sudden, no, there's not a specific there's type not. of person there's or clientele not, yeah. that's like, oh, well, we love outside. Like yeah. everyone kind of loves outside. Yeah. Like, yeah. Doesn't Absolutely. matter what you are, where you are, from 100%, whatever. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's such a. It's really cool to see, and we have. Like, I would have said, I even put on our business plan, like, the demographics, right? Like, what I thought our age demographics were and all that. And that's part of your typical business plan. And I based it off of the demographics in Mills 50. But I think we have changed demographics in Mills 50 by far, um, along with some of the other businesses here. But, like, we've brought in a whole new demographic to this. And it's cool because you can have your young you know new drinkers 19 to 21 you know what i mean trying to over here try and taste wine and experience wine and then you also have your elder couple couples that are 50 to 60 enjoying you know some great wine and atmosphere and then you've got people of all sexes and races and everything you know what i mean so it's just like a really cool mix of people and everybody is so respectful of each other you know it's just it's it's really cool to see that's one of my favorite parts about this is it's not like trapped to one type of demographic like right. I don't want to be like yeah. feeling like we're in some uh, segregated little area we're all the right. same yeah. no, we're yeah. not so, so let's, let's yeah. all, all of it around exactly very diverse <laughs> well, and so we're you said six and a half years in uh, is there any new ideas about grape in the grain that you guys want to kind of evolve or are we kind of riding this riding the high that's been pretty consistent and then whenever things come up you know, that's when we add. Yeah. Um, I mean, we definitely, so Grape in the Grain is so unique. Like you almost can't replicate it in the sense that 
it's really an old house with a backyard converted to a bar. Mm -hmm. And so like we can't take grape in the grain and put it in a shopping center and no, open it in no, a different no, market. No. Like it would not that. be grape in the grain anymore. So if we were to open another, which I think we all want to someday open another grape in the grain, it has to be in another similar style market. It has to be something eclectic. It's got to be a district that you know, it's like Rainy Street in Austin. Yeah. You know what I that's mean? What I was, like that's what we were talking like, about before. Yeah, this something is what like that. This like, reminds me of. I exact, love Austin. Oh, exactly. Me too. And and like they say, or the Mills Fifty District is like the Rainy Street of Austin. And so, also, Ling, we also talked about this on that episode too. <laughs> did you? I yeah. said that when See? I walked in their shop, I was like, "This reminds me of Austin." Yeah. Like having a house that's converted into a a boutique Retail store shop, yeah. that's yeah. also every little room's different. Like it's yeah. thought out. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is very simple. This is I think why I like. Mills Ivanhoe area because yeah. it is so detailed, thought out, and it does match like an Austin kind In of Austin, vibe. In Austin, exactly. And there's, I mean, like Dallas has areas like that, Soho, Chelsea, you know, but I think there's other districts in Orlando where maybe we could, but we don't want to impact our sales either. So yeah. I think it'd have to be, it you know, be outside of Orlando. Outside of Orlando, so. maybe it's Sanford, maybe it's like Mary, maybe it's Winter Garden. I don't know. What about like you know? Nona? Um, like Nona, I don't know. You know, it, it's, he's like, he's yeah. Like, yeah. It has to be, but it has to <laughs> be, again, remember, like, Nona's new. It's yeah. not old. This is a 1920s house. That's like, if we uh, took right. Grape in the Grain to, like, Nona, and we put it in a See, new establishment, yeah, yeah, then we're not and Grape in the Grain too, anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it has to be unique. It has to be special. It has to have the backyard. So, it has to be in a district that's old. division. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's not Grape in the Grain anymore at that point. That's the thing. So, maybe, you know, and, of course, you know, we... As entrepreneurs, we have ideas for other businesses too. And so, you know, maybe Grape in the Grain, we can, if we find the right opportunity, we would do another location, but it has to be true to what Grape in the Grain is through and through. But, you glad know, we're that, definitely. As a Grape in the Grain fan, I'm glad. Cause yeah. Once no, we wouldn't want you to go to it and have a different experience. It's like, yeah. I, it almost ruins the first spot. It does. Yeah. I mean, like any, any business you go to, you're like, oh, yeah, they have one in Orlando. It's got to be good. And then you walk in. And you're like so disappointed because it's not the same vibe. It's yep. not the same experience. It's just it takes the name. away from the original. It one takes too. away from the original. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden your review, you know, doesn't is not as good, right? So now you're reviewing a property different or a business differently. So I we want to be really true to Grape in the Grain. Like we know what Grape in the Grain is, and it, we if we ever do another one, it's going to be in the right location, in the right district and market, local business, an old property, we'll rehab it. Like that's what Grape in the Grain truly is um, at its core. You know, we, I think all definitely have plans for other concepts and other bars that, you know, we'll look at. Um, but as far as Grape in the Grain goes, you know, we would love to open another one at some point. I heard, there's, the right I heard there's uh through the grapevine, but I'm no. <laughs> uh, mainly just from you guys only. Um, but, uh, there's some other things brewing. I know you don't, we can't share too much, yes. but let's drop a little teaser for the people. Yeah, absolutely. So we definitely have some things brewing. We've created a new concept, super sexy, super An cool. An inspirational one. Yeah, very um, upscale, very high end. Um, we are already. Um, Even sexier than this one. Yeah, mm. sexy. I mean, sexy to another level mm. of sexy. Okay, and unique. We're going to some very specific unique. parts of Europe now. Very, yes, very <laughs> specific <laughs> parts of Europe. Okay, yeah. um, definitely there is nothing in the entire state of Florida like it. So you know, we it is very special. So that's why we don't want to talk about it. But it's um, it's coming. It's coming soon. soon. Coming I soon. Say, I, I think in the we next can at least say it's not no? an idea. It's something in. 
It's way in past the idea. works. So yeah, yeah this no, is no, we're, we're past already, the idea phase. Yeah, we're we're in. Yeah. call it it's our happening. in construction <laughs> phase. So it's happening. Um, I'm hoping that we'll be able to announce it soon. Yes. And talk about it. And, we do have another partner know. in that. That's uh, Justin McWilliams. Yeah. Who has uh, as much, if not more, uh, knowledge on, on what we do in this. Mm-hmm. As he, pre-COVID, he was running Justin Timberlake's restaurant, the Hunt and Fish Club in Manhattan. Okay. Uh, for five years, rewriting their beverage program. Wow. He really knows so he his stuff. All out, all out with the. the yeah, well, so he's, it'll be me he, and him. he was the best man in our wedding. So he's one of our yeah. best friends. He's like a brother. He's my brother. If you guys want to get like, remarried, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be a part of that. If you guys want to do, what is it? The renewal. Of renewal. Let's renew the vows back here. We'll do the vow renewal. I mean, we're doing the grace with one. the whole renewal. By the way, they do a lot of vow renewals here. Like we've literally had vow renewal parties. I feel like this would be a cool spot. We just had a wedding ceremony. We had a wedding on Sunday. Full, full wedding. Ceremony and everything. All this furniture mm-hmm. gone. Every table, every chair yeah. gone. So we okay. do. So I think even that, our like, lights gone. Even to wow. like answer your question from earlier, like the like going forward, we are definitely diving more into the event side too because of this great venue and we open at five o'clock um, on most days. So it's like we have this amazing venue. Like we could use it during the day. So we want to grow our event business for sure. We can have corporate parties out here, corporate luncheons. We can have corporate dinners. You know, there's all kinds of events we you have, can have. That, you know, baby showers, weddings. Business. Like the it's huge. Space itself, like events are awesome. But I feel like at least nowadays the event itself is not even. I don't think it's the majority of the selling point yeah. of it, right? If it's a good event, but in a really awesome location, all of a yeah. sudden that's like the, the you know, exactly. absolutely. It puts exactly. And you're not paying as like, much yeah. as some places. I mean, yeah. do you want to go hang out it's with 50 people inside of a banquet hall? Yeah. Or do you no, want to be out here with some yeah, cool some weather casual, on the yeah. with some guy on a saxophone? Yeah. yeah so we definitely want to grow that side of our saxophone business, and I think that's how instrument. we grow our like our sales, our profits, all of that. You know, is to kind of look into that event side of the business. Well, and one thing as we kind of wrap it up, I want to hear individually from each of you because kind of mm-hmm. going all the way from the start each of you guys have a, kind of a different section of your focus for the business mm-hmm. uh kind of go you know one at a time what is the biggest priority or the biggest focus of your aspect of the business mine is profitability <laughs> i mean doing all Most of this is thing. a lot of fun but it's also a lot of work uh we love that we get to employ people we love that we get to serve people but at the end of the day we need to be able to make money so that we can keep it open and open other concepts in the future and how, what, how do you kind of, because obviously not everyone that listens is going to own a business. How do you kind of focus on the profitability? Kind of share with them. You have to look at your expenses monthly and you need to know what your average is, if it's going up or if it's going down, how you got there, why, and make your adjustments. Um, Probably also Christian what- handles our, our purchasing, so he does a great job at making sure that we're not overpaying or that we're buying special deals. Or um, keeping costs there's, low. there's just so yeah, many different that, factors That's also it. where you see what what is the most profitable and kind of how do we kind of run that either, you know, at the forefront and then how do we kind of catch maybe other products or styles or uh, events Absolutely. to kind of catch up to that, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, having the experience that Christian has had in all these years, like he knows if we have this many events next week that he needs to order this amount of wine or not so that we don't go over on the weekly basis yep. and he's very good at that but that comes with 20 plus years of experience in this business and what a lot of people don't Can't know too is either. yeah i was gonna say going under is like the the one everyone know, like 
the natural normal human being is like, all right, you can't not have enough, right? You don't want to be sold out too early. But a lot of people don't think about the overpurchase too, right? Especially obviously with a product that you can't just have sitting around. Uh, and that's a big part that I feel like a lot of people don't really even think about, you know, from a customer's standpoint where, hey, if we overpurchase on something, that's still going to be a loss at some point as well. Yeah. You're, you're losing money yeah. there. You know, even if you have the money, you never want to act like you have an open checkbook. Correct. You got to pay attention. Experience helps a lot. Um, for example, we're drinking uh, Peter Yeland's Savion Blanc. I save $2 a bottle if I get two cases at a time. It's our number one selling white wine. So I'd be a fool if I didn't sell, if I didn't buy it at two cases at a time. Correct. And there's a lot of deals out there, but you can't just go for deals on wines that don't move fast. So it has to be on wines that move fast. Um, so just uh, you know, on yeah, my stand. Yeah, and then what's what's you know and and what's seasonal, what's not. Right now, I don't have a porter or a stout on tap because it's Florida. So, yeah, People want a blonde, hot. a lager, or a sour, things that are light, refreshing, fruity, uh, light. Um, and then there's also always keeping up with the times, man. You know, just because yep. you made great pizza ten years ago doesn't mean it's what's going to sell tomorrow. You know, you got to keep. You know, like I, we've just witness what White Claw did and what the seltzer market did and yeah. now all the seltzers are kind of taking a dive because so the many. new seltzer is vodka. Yeah. It's a vodka based seltzer, not a malt beverage. Yep. So malt beverage is you know, not as good as drinking vodka, you know, it's, yeah. it's skinnier and women and men are trying to be skinny every day. So you're keeping up hopefully, with the times, you're keeping up focus on with, with what the drinks are <laughs> yeah. And you, you gotta you gotta keep up with what's new, what's leaving, what's coming, and what's there. So I, you have to pay attention. And what's cool is one thing I talk about probably almost every episode is with businesses, if you ever hit like that stagnant point, it's not I don't even like to use the word stagnant, because once you hit stagnant in a business, that's a decline. Right? You can't yeah. be stagnant. You can't coast. Uh, no, especially never. with as many places around are always gonna, you know, try to one yeah. up. Just so many content at all, you're falling behind. And ideas are flying so much faster than they used to be with social media, with yep. internet. Everyone's getting it, getting from point A to point B so much faster. Yep. So you'll fall behind real quickly. Yeah, that's the that's probably the biggest thing is back then, you know, you could have a cool concept or be stagnant and still and no one never yeah, heard no of it. No one would ever know until that you're you actually got being to stagnant. Nashville Correct. or until you got to Austin or till you were in San San Diego. Yeah, you didn't know of the concept. Now you can have a whole city tour of a city you've never been to through on TikTok. your phone. <laughs> yeah, on TikTok. Yeah. And be like, yeah, I know what they like to drink there. I know what they make there. I know, you know. I know what it's like there, and I've I, never I, been there. I know Texas <laughs> is making tons of whiskey now, you know. It's like Absolutely. everybody knows everything now. It's all yeah. out in the open. Yeah. And so going back to kind of the initial question, what would you say uh, is the biggest priority or biggest focus for your aspect of the company? For mine? Yeah. Um, for me, it's, it's uh, I mean, keeping up with the times, like I said, but also it's the little things. It's the little things that some people see and some people see without even actually taking notice. Mm -hmm. So it is keeping everything clean. It is touching up paint. It is making sure the bathrooms are clean. It is continuing to grow with the community, keeping that relationship with, uh, with, with local breweries, with winemakers, and so that everyone knows your name mm -hmm. and your product and who you are and making sure you're doing the right things. You know, like yeah. 
going through COVID, everyone around us had staffing issues. We didn't because I treat my staff a certain way they need to be treated. You know, they have a voice. They have an opinion. You know, they feel genuinely loved. And, you know, they're the boots on the ground. It's the all the, the little things. They're man. the face. Yeah. It's they're all the, the little things. Yeah. And those little things, you know, they add up to a lot. Yeah, the little things are you the know, biggest people things. People pay attention. Yeah. Ooh, that's a nice quote there. Little things are the biggest things. Yes. I like that. All right. Noted. <laughs> the things unnoticed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then what about you? Um, for me, I would say, I mean, my, my focus with Grape is always just, like, making sure that we stay true to what we are or originally the vision was. Um, so I work on the art you know, sort of the art curation for the for the bar. Um, so I'm always kind of looking at new art to bring in, new artists, and trying to keep that relationship going. Any new artistic kind of ideas. Um, we luckily we've got um, a few team members that handle the food truck rotation for us and are meeting new food trucks. But if we happen to come across anything new, we send it their way and they'll bring them in. Same with music. You know, we're always out and about, um, and so listening to new musicians in town. If it's somebody good enough, I'm like, oh, we need them at Grape in the Grain. So we've got someone who handles that for us too. Um, that's on our staff. So um, just kind of being in touch with them and, and just trying to keep it true to what it was. But also, I like to call myself the social chair because I'm always <laughs> out there and promoting and saying Grape in the Grain, you know, blah blah. <laughs> um, so you know, any any type of promotion I can get for Grape in the Grain um, and awareness for it's funny because even six years in or call it four since we've been open, people still come in and they're like hey, I didn't know this was here it was my first time here so just it's getting the a, word a little front and a big back it is it does it <laughs> does still Orlando's so spread out I know yeah. so if you do so, live in Lake Nona what are you, what are you doing yeah out why are you going to come out here so yeah. we just got to let people know about it you know just getting out there letting people know about grape in the grain and, and just trying to make relationships so that we can secure our, our space you know awesome yeah. awesome last question I always like to end with uh, what advice would you give uh, first is going to be to just uh, life itself, I guess. And then second is going to be the business side of things. What would you, what kind of uh, tips would you give? What's the most important thing that you would give feedback wise to anyone maybe doing the same thing or similar? Um, High work ethic and never cut corners. I like the never cut corners. Yeah. Um, I would say that um, any idea is not a small idea. And I think that um, a lot of times idea people are you know kind of like oh she's in this wonderland all the time or he's always dreaming of you know what it could be and I think that you should absolutely fully explore an idea that you have because you never know what kind of gold you're sitting on um and and just go for it I even you 100%. know I love that the most I had uh someone close to me that you know they create a lot they do a lot of hobbies right mm -hmm. and they like to switch it up but you know, I had the idea of like, hey, why don't you try, you know, seeing all these hobbies that you switch up? How could it maybe be a gold mine on one of them? Right. right? Keep switching up. Do your thing. Yeah. You never know if one of those are sitting on a little. Uh, sitting on a gold mine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why you not? You never know. Why not give it a try? Just go for it. Yeah. That's it. No fear. Bam. I'd say you got to come up with a plan, stay consistent, execute, but it has to make you happy. You have to be passionate about it. Because I mean, yep. you're, if you're not happy, it's, it's going to die at some point. It's gonna feel you like have to work. have some passion. Yeah, and that I think doesn't that's, need to feel That's like the work. first thing that you want to do when you become an entrepreneur and actually start something up is, hey, what are we leaving behind? What's the whole reason, right? It's, right. Normally, I don't want to work for someone else. I want to be able to follow my ideas, my dreams, what makes me happy, mm -hmm. and then put that into you know 
the product and the business itself. Yeah. And if you're just trying to do something to do something, that that's yeah. just uh. It should never feel like work. Yeah. Like truly, when you're running your own business, like it, it should never feel like true definition of work like oh I've got to go to work like you should be like so excited to get up the next day and be like all right I got to handle this I got to do this for my business it's for you Mm -hmm. the day that it changes is the day that maybe you need to change something it's like with it I don't have children but it's kind of like with the baby right you have when you have your own it's all of a sudden you're like hey I wake up like how do I help little one boom 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 yeah same thing with the business right that's your baby you know when you wake Mm -hmm. up you're like oh I thought of this last night can't wait to like wake up and focus on it literally you wake up like you're you're dreaming about like solutions or ways yeah constantly you go to sleep doing it and you're like oh god i just need to go sleep now so i can wake up tomorrow so i can start putting this in the plan (laughs) all my best ideas come at the end of the night so i'm like ah great this is why i can't sleep at night keep a journal by your bed yeah i'm like exactly i text myself yeah, that's, that's that my, works. That's my that is so like, funny. I, I, I met someone else, or actually a, a broker, um, a local broker, told me that she texts herself yep. all the time. I'm like, how do you text yourself, though? Like, my phone. You just text but, yourself. But, like, I didn't know you, you could actually it text. Says like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, my yeah. phone. And I'm like, that's crazy. She's like, yeah, when I need to remember something, I'm like, why don't you just put on a notepad, like, on nah. your notes on your phone? And she's like, no, I text myself. How often I'm do like, we check notepads versus text messages? No, you right? text your text. Absolutely. The and it makes you excited because then when you text it, you get a message back yeah. right away. So you're like, oh, my God, I got it. Oh, no, it's just myself. But whatever, it felt yeah, good. And you're like, okay, let me not open it. <laughs> yeah, that's the big one, too. You can't open it that night because then you need to see it in the morning. Then yeah. you forgot. Yeah. yeah. That is hilarious. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, for everyone listening, uh, obviously, we dropped a little teaser earlier. So this is not going to be the only episode with this crew. Uh, we're gonna guys, uh, We're going to keep you guys in tune as their journey goes on, uh, keep you guys on the path. So. Yeah. Uh, leading into that, what do you kind of want to share with all of them going into those future journeys? Uh, to be continued. <laughs> we shall have very sparkling conversations soon. <laughs> Pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, before we head out, always drop your you know, Instagram, social media. How can everyone find you? Uh, address. Yes. Um, <laughs> grape in the grape. Virginia Drive. In the Mills 50, but also the Ivanhoe Village, uh, we are Grape in the Grain, here to serve and bring you good times. Uh, we work with many locals. Uh, our biggest party that's up next is October 15th with Orlando House Party. Uh, Dennis Marrow in the works, one of the best in Orlando. Uh, if you haven't been to an Orlando House Party uh, in collaboration with Grape in the Grain, you're really missing out. So... Definitely come, and one party isn't the same party. They're always different. They're always incredible. Come check us out. Yeah. And I, I gotta, I gotta give you a little appreciation there, cause so everyone else that wants to drop something in the future, they're like, oh yeah, next week. I'm like, oh, the episode's not coming out next week. Yeah. <laughs> so they, at least it's you get a, a little time. time there, <laughs> October fifteenth. Um, and our our Instagram is Grip in the Grain Wine Bar. Grip in the Grain Wine Bar, yes. Grip in the Grain Wine Bar. You can find yep. us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. TikTok. We even have a TikTok. TikTok. And of course, we're trying to get website. on that TikTok game, man. So, so are we. You yeah. know. This is where we're going. Hey, TikTok. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so we're over here working hard on the TikTok game. You yes. want to give a shout-out? Cheers. We actually got to end like, this with no. the cheers. Yes, we do. Salud. Salud. Que viva Cuba, Chile, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico. Yes, and please come back anytime. We are Latino and Hang we with are us. Uh, 
We are, uh, we're not just Latino, we're also uh, women, women empowered, owned. Women, owned. women owned, women empowered women in business. Uh, these are the two most influential women in my life <laughs> and I'm super proud of them and I thank them so much for, you know, I sort of feel retired. I work hard some days and some days can be really tough, but at the end of the day, I do feel like I am retired because I do what I love and I do it with them, which... Salute to that as well. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having Thank us on. You. We'll talk to you guys Thank soon, you. right? Yes, very Absolutely. soon, hopefully. Boom. Boom, bam. Bam. Yay, that was fun. Oh, my God, the whole time it wasn't recording. I'm just kidding. <laughs>